Hey everybody, welcome to Conversation Peace with Patrick Armstrong. I am the titular Patrick, and this is a show where we talk about the missing pieces of the conversations we're already having. Shout out to our returning listeners, and a high five and hello to everybody joining us for the very first time. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that we are in a little bit of a different setting than we were in May. We are currently coming live from the backyard, so I'm going to consider this the first episode of the Backyard series. I don't know. We're trying some new things out. Uh, woke up this morning and it was a beautiful day out here in Indianapolis and felt compelled to try a little bit of a different recording situation. So. Really excited about that. Um, this week, it's just me. Going to have a little bit of a conversation about the things that happened in May, specifically with the APM conversations here on Conversation Piece. I'm also going to talk about adoptee identity being part of the missing piece of the conversation I'm currently having. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about what you can look forward to in June with the show. So without further ado, let's jump right in. May was an awesome time for the show. Uh, if you are here with us, if you've been here with us and, and been following along, we ran a 10-episode series called the APAM Conversations. APAM stands for Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. May is Asian Heritage Month, a time when we celebrate and reflect on the Asian diaspora communities here in North America. That's what we were doing here on Conversation Piece. Wanted to explore the missing pieces of the Asian American conversation specifically and had some really, really incredible conversations with some really incredible guests. Um, who do we have on? We had on Liz Kleinrock, Marguerite Jay, Tony De La Rosa, Simi Shaw, Rohan Jolie, August Rocha, um, Rick Allen, Shodewan, Bianca Mabuti Louie, and Natasha Jung. Ten incredible people, people that I look up to in the community, and people who just really I felt an incredible privilege to have on the show. Um, not only to give us some of their time, but to drop some incredible nuggets of wisdom as well. The series got some incredible feedback from so many different people who checked the show out. Um, one of the biggest things that I wanted to do with this outside of just exploring this particular conversation was to see what we could do with the show specifically. And very, very excited to say we had um, a really, really excellent month. And a lot of that was due to a partnership that we had with Cold Tea Collective, specifically our 10th guest, Natasha Jung, who you can listen to that episode. It is out right now. Again, YouTube, if you want to check that out and watch it, anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, if you want to go ahead and listen. But we had a really, really incredible conversation about how all of this came to be. But big, major, major shout out to Cold Tea Collective for taking a chance on us to have us to to, to want to amplify these conversations. Um, so really, really thankful, really privileged, really excited to have been able to do that. Um, one of the best parts about this particular series was it was just a chance again to, to, to take a look at some of the things that we don't necessarily talk about, not only within our diaspora communities, but outside of those communities as well. And one of the things, one of the conversations I had that's really, really stuck out with me or stuck out to me was the conversation with Rick Allen. And he said something that I've been repeating a lot and I repeat a lot in these episodes. He said to continue is to normalize. And I thought that was a really great takeaway tagline theme thematic 
piece for the series as a whole because specifically we want to address these pieces of the conversation that we're just not talking about enough or we're not talking about at all. And we want to at least get into that conversation, uplift and amplify that conversation. So that way we can normalize what that looks like. And so that was, that's, that's something that's really stuck out to me and something that I am, have been, just been thinking about day after day as I think about what we're going to do with the show and what we can want to continue to do um, is just to, at the end of the day, if we can, normalize these missing pieces of the conversation. So that way they're not missing anymore. That way that we are making sure that we are being mindful and covering the the things that historically have gone unnoticed, unheard, specifically within our own communities and outside of. So we can build that empathy and continue to grow and move forward and progress. Um, some of the things that we talked about in this series, we talked about colorism, specifically addressing how we can overlook that within our own communities and how we take need to take steps to overcome that and how we can understand and see these things that are happening and have been happening um, and, and build context around that. Uh, another thing that we talked about was Asian American education policy, specifically how is Asian American history being taught and being sought after in education? How is that being translated into policy within that sector? And how specifically new those conversations are when it comes to the policy side. That's something that Tony De La Rosa and I speak about in our episode there. Um, something that we also dig into with Rohan Jolie and Bianca Mabute-Louis as well. Um, three really great episodes when you want to dive into the education aspect of it from multiple different uh, perspectives. Um, and then... Another thing to well, the last thing I'll talk about here about the APM or the APM conversations was a conversation I had with Liz Kleinrock that kicked all of this off. Um, and we were talking about the relationships that we develop with each other that go beyond the work that we do. And not only how do we develop those relationships, but how do we cultivate joy and what joys are we able to pull out of those things um, that are we able to feel and live and breathe uh, as we do this work and as we move outside and navigate outside of this work. So um, that really set a really great tone for May and something that I continually checked in with myself on as we move day by day was how am I pursuing joy? What are the things that are bringing me joy? And how do I want to what things do I want to invest in that bring me joy? What types of liberation, as Bianca puts it in her episode, do I want to invest in um, as a person and want to be involved in and connected to? And so Really, thank you to everybody who listened. Um, it means a lot and really, really excited about what is coming out of these series. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, specifically, you know, not only what's come, the conversations coming in June, but what we can expect beyond that here on Conversation Piece. So really excited about that. Um, another thing I will say about the APAM conversations is we did run three different giveaways as well. And that's the first time we've done that on this show since we've been doing it this way. 
so really excited that we were able to do that. We were able to give a sign, away a signed copy of A Living Remedy by Nicole Chung, an amazing book, uh, made me weep, sob, uh, and think about grief in a way that I hadn't been thinking about it. So definitely something that everyone should check out, I think, when you have the time. Um, we're also able to give away a copy of Tell Me the Dream Again by Tasha June, another um, Asian-American actor, Karina, Asian-American actor. <clears throat> we were also able to give away a copy of Tell Me the Dream Again by Korean-American author Tasha June. Um, very excited to be able to do that as well. Uh, and last but not least, we were able to give a pair away or give away a pair of 1587 sneakers. So really excited to be able to part, if not partner, at least have some of these things to give away to our audience here, the listeners, the follower base on, on social media, excited to be able to partake in what it is to collaborate with other Asian American creators in all these different formats and people who start small businesses, start businesses who have product to give away, be able to share that product with uh, the audience and, and the community that we're growing here um, out of conversation piece. So really excited about that. Thank you to everybody who participated in those things it means a lot as well. Um, it just shows these folks that these types of things are exciting and important to our community. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to continue to support them, uplift them and find all different kinds of ways to do those things. So very, very excited. Uh, can't wait to have more conversations about some of the things that we talked about. If you have listened to the episodes, would love to know which conversations resonated with you the most, which conversations you think we should be following up on. Um, definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave it in the comments, send me a DM on Instagram at Conversation Pod Piece or at Patrick in the World. That's my personal. Um, let's have that conversation. I would definitely love to talk about it, maybe even bring you on the show so we can get into it here. Um, maybe I'll come to you from the backyard. We can make it a backyard series. <laughs> so, um, yeah, exciting, exciting stuff in May. Very, very excited. Uh, make sure you sub subscribe to the newsletter as well. Um, newsletter subscribers know a lot of the other stuff that happened in May that I was able to take a part in. Um, very, very privileged and lucky and honored to be able to do those things. Uh, so make sure you subscribe. I'm having trouble saying that. So make sure you make, ooh, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter conversation piece, of the newsletter. Um, all right. So the tagline of the show, the, the ethos, the ethos, the purpose of the show is to address these missing pieces of the conversations that we're already having. And one of the pieces or one of the conversations that I'm a part of is this conversation around the adoptee experience, the adoptee existence, um, what it means to be adopted. Uh, I myself am a Korean American adoptee, adopted transracially by a white family, grew up in Indiana, yada, yada, yada. Check out all of my other stuff and you'll know a little bit more about that story. Um, but what I want to talk about this week as it pertains to that missing piece of the conversation, um, lately I've been talking a lot about identity and how being adopted or being an adoptee is not currently seen as an identity. And I just want to talk a little bit very quickly about how many of us are trying to shift that narrative. And that's a narrative that we have to shift because a lot of people right now think about adoption as being a process or an action that happens to someone. And that's where it stops. So once you're adopted, like we don't think about that part of it anymore. 
like the process of adoption stops once you're part of this family now the family is made and that's how we move forward in this cycle and we when we think about it that way we don't give validation to we don't give credence to the experiences that happen the traumas that are faced by people who are adopted and the conversations the questions that adoptees have as they grow up and as they start to develop their own sense of awareness and their own identities and they start to think about those things differently they when we think about adoption as this process that ends and no longer affects somebody or no longer is at play, we are unable to adequately address when those situations arise, um, which happens really, really often. It happens to me. It happened to me. Um, it's happened with a lot of people that I've been able to speak with. If you follow any adoptees online, I'm sure you've come across that story, a story like that of not being able to articulate the experience of maybe it was racism or maybe it was just not understanding this family dynamic or why you're feeling certain feelings of anger or abandonment or, or, or loss or grief when everything else seems to be fine. Um, you know, we're not having those able to have those conversations because we don't think of being adopted and adoptee as an identity. And so that's something that we have to be able to, shift we have to be able to shift our thinking about that because being adopted affects us no matter what at all times as we move and navigate through this world you know whether we're in school whether we're in a public setting whether we're at work being adopted affects us so like for example going to work like starting a new job a lot of times you do like icebreaker activities i wrote about this a little bit but um my go-to icebreaker a lot of times was that I was adopted um, and I knew no from Korea and I knew nothing about Korea at all. And that was that. Don't ask me about it. I won't be able to answer anything for it. And so, like, that's one way that I was navigating the world that was really harmful to myself because I wasn't living into and being able to fully accept myself for who I was. And I was navigating the world like that for a really long time. Um, and then when you introduce yourself that way, you know, that is your first impression. And, you know, first impressions can go a long way to establishing this perception of who you are in the workplace. And then that affects how people see you moving forward. And, you know, when I was navigating corporate spaces, I wasn't viewing myself as Asian. However, even though I was establishing that precedent as myself and seeing myself as something different than Asian, I now realize with hindsight that people still viewed me through that lens. And so not only is there that self, you know, identity piece at play, there's also the perceptions of the of the environment that you're in. And so that's just one example of how being adopted can affect you at in any situation, specifically in a work setting. Um, in school, it can look like having to answer a family tree assignment when you're really young and trying to navigate that. Oh, I'm adopted. Well, just fill out the parents that you know or whatever it is. You know, it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of different things, a lot of different ways that it affects us. And because 
is particularly when it comes to transracial adoptions and intercountry adoptions, the rhetoric for so long was assimilation. We are we have started so far behind the eight ball that it's hard to catch up to or it's been difficult to catch up to this recognition that, oh, being adopted is something that continues to affect you. And that actually probably and in, in, in people who claim being an adoptee is part of their identity. Oh, that probably is something that we need to be mindful. Of. And, you know, so all of this to say like an ultimate goal of mine, something that I've shared with a lot of folks uh, privately is in DEI spaces, particularly in corporate and um, collegiate DEI spaces, I would love to see adoptee as an identity that's recognized as marginalized and something that we need to be mindful of and have practices for and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so I think that would be extremely important. That would be a huge step in the direction of recognition, of validation of those experiences. And <coughs> excuse me. And it would be an opportunity to to give weight to some of the when we bring up specific experiences gives weight to our claims our truths our stories to be able to be recognized and validated in that way so that is an ultimate goal of mine is to see that happen and how do we address this piece of this conversation you know we have to be folks who are not adopted have to be listening to understand this experience even though it's something that we can't understand, you can't understand someone else's experience because it's not your own, but you can listen to understand, you can listen with empathy and be like, okay, I can empathize with that situation or I can resonate with that feeling in some sort of way so I can invalidate your experience because you know it hits me in a certain way that, that I can resonate with, even though I might not un fully understand that specific experience that you're sharing. I can understand that your experience is valid because it's made you feel a way that another experience that I had made me feel. So listening to understand, listening with empathy is one of those very first ways that we can start to address this because we have to be able to be validated by others other than ourselves. And on the flip side of that, you know, we have to be able to validate our own experiences and know that we, it's okay for us to say, oh, this is important. This does matter. I do matter. You know, we have to be able to have that confidence in ourselves. And those two things go hand in hand. When we are being validated by folks external from our community, you know, that gives us, the, that gives us more strength. That gives us more support, more sense of security to say, I love myself and I am okay being an adoptee. I might not be okay with the circumstance that brought me here, but I'm okay with who I am and I can love myself and I can recognize that identity in myself. You know, we shouldn't be ashamed of being able to, or being adopted, being adoptees because through no fault of our own, you know, and regardless of where you fall, uh, in terms of what you think of adoption um, and all of that, <laughs> which is a conversation for another time. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot on the show. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we deserve, we deserve life. We deserve joy and happiness and all of these things that everybody deserves and, and should have and should strive for. And we are going to, we're going to get it. 
we're going to get it. And we are building on that foundation of folks who came before us, those first and second wave uh, adoptees who, you know, didn't have any of the resources that they ended up spearheading or being foundational to that we can now utilize and build from. So um, that's really important. Uh, obviously, the narrative of adoption needs to be changed. And as I said in that first point, you know, that starts at an individual level for folks outside of our community, for folks within the community, understanding that we have to change the narrative within ourselves. And then that people outside of our community have to be willing and able to listen and meet us with empathy in order for us to make that narrative shift. Um, not easy, but totally necessary. Something that we have to do. Um, and the, the last thing that we can ask of folks outside of our community, actually, and folks within the community, is to not do the work of invalidation. Um, it's easy for us to fall into this, this um, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, this, this, this lull of, oh, what I do doesn't matter, or, oh, my identity doesn't matter because this person or this thing didn't validate me in the way that I needed or wanted. And while that sucks 100%, like, we can't do that work for, we can't do the work of invalidation to ourselves, and nor should folks outside of our community be working to invalidate our experiences, um, which, again, leads to that cycle of us invalidating ourselves and people invalidating us outside and, and then our, uh, invalidating ourselves and yada, 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 and going on and on and on. Um, you know, we can't do that work and we need folks outside of our community to not do that work either. So we can make those tangible, visible steps for building forward off the foundation, um, going forward so that one day our community is recognized as an identity adoptee is recognized as an identity that needs to be taken into consideration when we are building curriculums when we are building workplace structures and cultures all of those things so that is very important and so that's part of the conversation right now that i've been having a lot uh, a piece that i feel like is very, very much missing um, from a lot of conversations especially happening outside the adoptee community and something that we can be talking more about. So if you want to have that conversation, feel free to hop in my DMs. Again, at Conversation Pod Piece for the show, at Patrick in the World. If you want to hit me up personally um, on my personal IG, we can have that conversation there. I'm on LinkedIn too. Lots of places. You can probably find me, Patrick in the World, at some point, place, or time. Conversation Piece with Patrick Armstrong. If you want to go the show route, we can do that as well. Um all right. We are at 23 minutes. I feel pretty good. Uh, at first I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but then, you know, we got going and I'd like to talk about identity and making that a total thing. So, um, as we get ready to wrap it up here, I want to talk about what's next, what is coming up next in June. Um, this is the only solo episode that I'll be doing. Uh, I have three incredible guests lined up for coming up this month. Um, so, we next week we are going to have an interview with grace foster she is a fellow korean adoptee very very excited to share this conversation with grace um connected with her a little while back and um really excited to talk about some of the things that she like just not only to be able to share her story but talk about some of the things that she's been she's experienced and some of the thoughts and feelings that she has um in terms of our community and outside of our community and how we move forward um 
in a couple weeks, we will be releasing our conversation with Paul Lapito. Uh, he is a DEI consultant and, anti-racism, and an anti-racism activist. Um, super incredible guy connected with on LinkedIn. He has some really, really incredible uh, wisdom and knowledge and takes when it comes to this diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, justice work and how we need to be doing it. And so um, really, really, really excited to share this conversation with Paul and to talk about those things specifically, um, because I know that he's going to bring some incredible, incredible thoughts to to that conversation, some incredible knowledge for me, um, as well as all of you out here listening and in the audience. And um, last but not least, I have another guest I'm actually going to withhold for now. Um, really, really excited. I want to make sure that we can line this up and, and, and to be able to record this one and get this one out, but really excited about this guest as well. Um, this is, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. So super excited about that. Um, also going to have a lot of stuff getting ready for July too, because at the end of June, I will be going to Chicago for con the Korean adoptee and adoptive family networks annual conference um super super excited about that it'll be our first one in person i know i'll be up there with nathan nowak uh one of my co-hosts for the john chi show we'll have a little booth so if you're up in chicago you're a korean adoptee who's listening to this and you're going up there come say hi super excited for that uh leaving directly from chicago to go to korea for two weeks Uh, i'm gonna be in korea for two weeks uh by myself um not technically by myself. I'm going to be with friends, but gonna be by, I'm traveling solo. Um, my wife is staying home and doing her things for summer break. I will be going for one week, just chilling, doing my thing. Probably going to record an episode of this podcast, maybe broadcast it live. I don't freaking know what I'm going to do yet. Um, but then the second week is the ICA conference, the International Korean Adoptee Association conference. Um, back in person for the first time since the pandemic started and very very excited to be there i'm actually going to be presenting so excited to experience this excited to be back in korea have a little bit more time maybe a little bit more freedom to do some exploring as of this recording i have not booked any of my places to stay yet so wish me luck on that journey we're gonna make it happen i don't know we're gonna make it happen it's totally fine um but yeah that's what we got coming up i can't wait to tell you who that third and final guest is going to be for june can't wait to share who some of the conversations will be to fill that gap while i'm gone in korea in july very very excited about that um yeah i don't know is that it is that all we have for right now um again thank you to everybody who tuned in to the apam conversations that was it was wasn't it, it, it was amazing. It was it was truly amazing. And it really, really meant a lot to me to everyone who who sent feedback, who commented, who shared, who listened, who engaged with some of the posts and some of the reels that came out of that. Um, it was proof of concept that the show is able to not only um, find diverse guests to have these conversations with, but to dive into diverse and unheard topics uh, surrounding the conversations that we already have. So very, very excited about what the APM Conversations has been, where it's going to go, and really, really excited to share with you all some of the stuff that I'm working on 
that will either be in partnership with this show or something, some other stuff. It, it's it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time right now. So um, I just really appreciate it. I appreciate you all for being here with me as I uh, explore and, and do this thing, whatever this is. Um, but what this thing is, conversation piece. So uh you can find all the links to some of the stuff that we talked that i talked about here in the show notes and if you want you can find us on instagram at conversation pod piece you can find me personally at patrick in the world on instagram and anywhere else on the internet that i want to be found as well if you like what you heard on this episode or any of the other episodes and you feel so inclined to leave a rating or review we would greatly appreciate it and if you're interested in supporting the show in any way um feel free to hop in my dms or you can visit me on my website Patrick in the world.me. So until next time, until next week, I am Patrick Armstrong, and this has been Conversation Peace. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>